Hey, you know something that's not glamorous to replace that you're supposed to replace every year? Something that's not glamorous? What's that? Your memory cards and your batteries. Yes. And the, the unknown secrets of photography. I know. I just spent 250 bucks on boring SD cards. Every year, I get rid of my in-loop yeah. rechargeable batteries. Yeah. And every March. So I'm, I'm about to hit that purge. Every March, I have it set up where as soon as my prime um, renews, that's my reminder to renew really? my batteries and that's my a SD That's one to grow on for you guys out there. Replace, if you're working pro, if you're just doing stuff for fun, who cares? If you take it, first of all, but nine ten, if you're just doing stuff for fun, you don't have recyclable batteries anyway. So you're replacing your batteries as they die. But you should start using recyclable no matter what. Who does that? I think everyone Savages. uses. Do you think people use regular batteries yes, still? Yes, I see it all the time. Damn. Duracell is a multi-billion dollar company for a reason. You're right. Killing our environment, you bastards. So seriously, every year, if, you, if you're if you not, if you're a professional or you're charging someone, replace the SD cards because the failure rate goes up. Crazy with, up. With the longer they're avail- they're in your, your rotation. I'm also super paranoid. So There's no reason not to be super paranoid. Your, your people are paying you totally, to totally. do something. All right. Question number one for you. Mm. If we, If you could have another accent for a week... Mm. What Scottish. Co- Scottish. Scottish? It'll be great. Yeah. Or is that Irish? That's both. In the way you, you like this? Sc- yeah. Oh, Scottish is more like. Um, you know what? I'm Willie Morris. So if, if 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 I'm gonna be serious in the world, no, not Scottish. Then, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean that disrespectful, but to no, me, no, that definitely me, not. I just I love my friends that are Scottish because they they always come in. They're peppy. They're popping. Oh, I'm talking just the way you sound. No, but for, if I was personally going to to, I would go either uh, Spaniard straight from Spain, really, or I would go the old fashioned, you know, Italian, you know. Oh, hey. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no. no. <laughs> that's not, not, that, That's New Jersey Italian. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Oh, get about it. <laughs> I want two of those to go, please. No ketchup. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, like a Mario, like you would talk like that. Oh, you'll, you'll find someone to put here. But anyway, no, I, I actually prefer Italian. You don't like it. And, and Spanish accents, I do. I no, think. you you got it all wrong. I would be like Wait New Zealand you're or Australia. my opinion, and you're telling me I'm all wrong. How about like a Kiwi from New yeah, Zealand? They're all right. Come on, they they're say right. important. Important. <laughs> that's important. It's a Z battery there. Yeah, Z. That's a very important. Uh, they also say, um, I love the way they say the number 13. 13. <laughs> number 13. Yeah. All right. Mm, okay, That's all right, mate. <laughs> Let's talk like this the whole time. It's Tiki Watari. Actually, British people sound the best. They do. But... I- but I don't want that accent. That's that's better for them. Oh, I, I, they it's not my favorite accent. They sound so great when they talk. No, you just went Scottish on it. Oh, I did. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're moving on for that. All right, sorry. <laughs> well, Tell me about cheese. the iPhone, yeah? Oh, yes, the iPhone. All right, so you, why are you trying to be like me? So, Mo, here's my, um, although I am Team Stop. Pixel. Stop. Put that I do down. have an iPhone. Put that down here. All right. And so, you. Apple. Oh, okay. Look at me. Dear Apple. Look at me, Cap. I'm the captain now. Look at me. So, I want to say I'm sorry, Apple. I'm sorry? And I want to say sorry because before the the iPhone XR was released and you told me the specs about it, I bashed you. I criticized you. I said bad things about you. And then the XR came out. Uh YouTubers started reviewing it and saying, you know what, guys? It's not that bad. And then, you know me, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to let YouTubers tell me what I think about (laughs) anything. I'm going to try it out myself. And 
it doesn't have the same image quality uh, looking at the screen. You're definitely going to notice a big difference between the screen of an iPhone XS, XX Max, compared to the, 10, the, the iPhone XR. But if they're not side by side, your mind is not going to comprehend true, the difference, true. and you're going to be more than happy with what you got. Of course, the price doesn't hurt. Side Dark. by side. You you just said something great right there. Uh, the I put the Pixel 3 next to the iPhone XR and played the uh, 8K video from Peru. It's like the standard to try. The screen on the Pixel 3 is like so amazing. But if they're not side by side, it doesn't matter. And nine, nine, nine out of ten of you out there don't have two phones like I do. Yeah. So the, the one phone you have, if you, if you want to spend money on an Apple phone, don't buy the 10s. Don't buy the 10s Max. Buy the 10 the 10R. It's 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 a 6.1 inch phone. It's right in the middle of the S, and it's right in the middle of the Max. So it's a great phone. I ended up picking it up in, oh. in product red. Yeah, hold on. And I ended up selling the uh, the S for a substantial amount of money, and and buying this and having money in the account. You know because. I was able to sell it because at this point it's still it's still a very desired phone. People were willing to pay for it, and I got money in my pocket, and I got a great iPhone still in my hand. All so, right. So, is there anything you're missing from the X? No, because the biggest thing missing is the haptic, uh, not the haptic feedback, the uh, 3D touch, which I never used, which I think is dying. Like Apple's trying to get rid of that. I think. And then the other thing is uh, not having portrait mode on non-humans. <laughs> And I'm a, like I told Omar, I'm a freaking photographer. I know how to create my own bokeh if I really want it or something. So, totally. You know, so again, Apple, kudos on you. It's still a cheap phone. It's still, honestly, you're, you're still charging way too much money for the display you're giving me. But I'm happy with it overall. I love this phone. This is a really great phone. But it just not, feels good in the hand. I don't like putting a in a case. guy like I am. I know. So while like I said I'm very happy with it, I'm not missing anything from the more expensive phones. I still think for the price you cheap this out, and you and again the fact that you you're still including that old brake charger, no headphones. Shame on you for that. I can't be 100 percent positive for Apple, but either way, good job on the XR, the 10X, the 10. Nice. Welcome to the club, buddy. Team Shut Blue. Shut your mouth. <laughs> you hate it. You hate it. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, we recently did some headshot photography together. Yes, we did. Um, I had a, uh, I'm, the, I'm the team photographer at the office that, that, where I work at, and uh, I was asked to if I could do some headshots. And I've done headshots before, and I said, you know what, no problem. I said, but this time, instead of doing the environmentally uh, headshots that I've shown you that I normally do, I decided to do corporate, old-fashioned, backdrop, focusy type of thing, and I asked you to come along to help me. That was fun, and I, I loved. It was a great first time. of all, I loved being an assistant. Uh, the the amount of pressure that goes down when you're not the photographer. I learned a lot more because mm. my anxiety levels drop so much. I had fun. You saw me. I was like, <laughs> we're bouncing all over the place like you typically can be. We had fun. We 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 learned how to work with people. We learned how to adapt to the, the the situations that we arrive. See, if you're doing headshots on one person, it's a lot easier yeah. because you set it up, you test a couple of shots, you're ready, you're perfect, you take what you take whatever you need to make that guy's final product. Yeah, we had seven different people come through. Yeah, well, let's back up a little bit because I want to talk about what you what you mentioned a second ago was. Uh, environmental versus background. I was talking to someone who's in the business world and you, you, 
this is maybe good advice for some of you trying to uh, get into headshot photography. You have to know what your product is going to be because there there is a market for headshots with the office in the background or the environment in the background or maybe on the street like we talked about. Mm-hmm. If they work on Wall Street, take it outside in New York versus on white or gray. You know, there's a market for both. So you have to maybe decide are you going to have both or do one or... Because once you start specializing with anything in photography, once you start specializing, specifically headshots, people know how to find you because of they start looking for your work and what type of work they want to see. And if your photos still continuously come up with the same, you know, environmental shot, the, the same white background, they're going to realize, well, this guy That's does what it. he does. That's what he does. He does That's it well. What she does. Let's, let me call this uh, Susan up. See what I recommend do. that, too. I recommend uh, owning a look. Mm-hmm. And then it, that's going to free your brain up from the technical. All and you have to worry about is how am I going to get this person into my look? Yeah, so yeah. I already know where I want my lights. I already know where I want this. I just need to figure out this guy's this tall. I have to re-aim my lights. This guy's this short. I got to re-aim my lights. This young lady's hair is this color. Yeah, should so I need to? Minimum, yeah. You already have enough to think about with the photography going on. If you create your own look, you already know the look part of it. You don't have to worry about your setup. You just have to worry about the tweaking. Yeah, I think our setup was good. It was a little overkill mm-hmm. for what the job was. Like if that was a real job, we so let me explain <laughs> the setup. So the headshot, I'm trying to up my headshot game because I don't have my business doesn't have any kind of headshot. Um, I I do them like on a case by case, like as people needed. as needed. Good, good. Uh, but I think I want to diversify a little bit and maybe have in the future. I'm talking two, three years. Maybe start doing more headshots. Uh, and free up because I do events which are like high stress and high volume. Um, so I'm trying to work out my lighting situation. So the first thing I was thinking, and I've seen great photographers do this, is using natural light. The benefit is the natural light if you have a huge garage uh, opening. That sounds stupid. No, <laughs> you have sense. a little garage. <laughs> The people with small garages. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I mean, I was thinking like, you know, it's too low. The car won't fit. <laughs> me, me. You got the small garage, damn it. Only go-karts fit. <sighs> what I meant was maybe you have, uh, you, if you have maybe the lighting is very consistent. If you use natural light, it's called garage lighting. Uh, you can set up gray. There's one guy, David Knowles. I'll link him up and maybe put a picture here. He has a beautiful natural light look that he repeats over and over again. They're beautiful headshots, acting headshots, but mind you. So I did some natural light headshots. They were great. You just have to have a very big light source for the the light to just look beautiful. And I think I think um, not that our neck of the woods, northeast America, mm-hmm. is is the best place because we do have such a fluctuation in weather. That I think that also could be a hindrance. Totally, you're if, right. If you're in California, you, you're nine yeah. out of ten times you're gonna have a sunny day. You know where you, your shadows are gonna be at what time of day. You can pretty much so get you can away pretty with. Much, yeah, you can you're right. Definitely nail it better somewhere else. Here in the Northeast, you still have a good idea of what what the light what the light's gonna be doing at what time of day. But you also have so many variables such as weather, clouds. Yeah. So if you can't really use a guitar, a guitar, a garage, <laughs> I could use a guitar. So natural light, I I think if you do, uh, are just going to do a headshot for a friend really quickly mm-hmm. and you have a beautiful natural light coming in, like a large window, hash it out. Totally fine. On gray background, I'll show one that I did here with natural light. It works. 
But if you're going to be serious, you really should have lights because you can have repeatable results. Exactly. You could you could kill all the ambient and control everything with your lights. Totally. So so our setup, I was saying, was overkill. I had like a five, is it a five foot? It was a 60-inch soft umbrella. It was so big for the it space. Huge. It was huge. It was huge. And then we had a 37-inch uh, fill light underneath. A reflector? For a little oh, clamshell. No, no, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, describing the clamshell. We had a reflector on the left. Right, the reflector on the left. We had a, uh, a hair light towards the back. And by the way, I remember we were talking about what Chinese companies were great. We mentioned newer. newer. We jinxed it yes. because I opened up the newer umbrella and it totally broke on me. We didn't jinx it. We did tell people you're getting bang for your buck. You paid like four bucks for that thing. It, it's lasted you like two years. I, I opened it up and it was like, thing, everything broke on it. Like I mean, I, it lasted him two years, folks. I think he got his money's worth. That's I mean, true. I that's mean. true. I'm going to buy it again. I have another one. But always have a backup. I should have brought two of those cheap things. And we anyway, had so much stuff. <laughs> you're right. We had a cart full of crap. Oh, wow. It was too much. And I think that's one of the things I need to work on. I want I want it all to fit in a little... Uh, like a little duffel or like a kind of like a golfing bag. You know, you can roll everything. I think it's, I think that we learned that from that shoot that everything we had there, we, we could have still pulled it off had we gone with the 200 Explorers only. Yeah. And a smaller setup. I mean, it Even was, speed lights. Right. It, it worked out perfectly as we set it up. But if we were forced by environment to go smaller, we would have been able to, we, we learned that we would have been able to pull it off yeah. with, with a smaller setup. Yeah, I think I need to rock a smaller setup because your your little conference room in there was large, but mm -hmm. you go somewhere else and they only give you a corner. You know, hey, we're going to do all the headshots here sitting in a little stool in a corner. You have to... As soon as you open your umbrella, it's hitting you on the head. And you're like... <laughs> yeah. Too big, too <laughs> yeah. much stuff. So I like the light that comes from a huge modifier, but um, we may need to work with those modifiers a little closer and use more portable ones. I, I really enjoyed it. I guess, I, like you said, we learned so much, and we're going to be able to apply that into other parts of our photography. I love what you did. I mean, maybe you can send me some here, but the, some of the headshots look great for someone's LinkedIn, someone's website. They look pro. My new YouTube picture. Oh, I yeah, mean, we were it, fooling around. We'll put some of our own here. We yeah, had a good so time. It, yeah. it was a good time. And, and, and again... We now know we can do this with natural light or with these lights, but you can't do it with natural lights indoors. That's never going to work. <laughs> we need a hole in this wall. <laughs> Dock it down. <laughs> Make it so. It's the only way. It's my look. But uh, um, are you interested at all in like doing, like if you only did headshot photography, do you think that could be someone's career? Yes. I, think I mean, obviously, if you're Peter Hurley, but yes, yes. There's, there's plenty of things. That. And again, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, establishing your look. Yeah. I think there's so many ways to create your look. Uh, there's photographers that have nothing, only headshots with wide angle lenses. Yeah. A little um, bit more artistic. Yeah. And people who have, you know, dual light set up on either the sides, one light set up with one hair light. I mean, whatever you want your look to be, make it your look. Yeah. Because honestly, what are you selling in this world? You're, you're not selling a picture taker because we can all take a picture, mm -hmm. right? You're selling your ability to take a picture and make it look amazing. And people don't know why format. it's amazing. And right. it's like a three light setup. Exactly. They're just like, wow, that looks good. They Speaking don't know of why. a light setup. Uh, I have to say something. If you remember, we've talked about, I was on a creative live with Don, G Don Giannotti. You have to follow him. Yeah. He he put a video up yesterday where he posted like four of people's pictures 
and he broke down the lighting setup for them. Good or bad? Were the pictures like really good? Like the pictures were nice. They were nice, and he really was nice saying, pictures. "What did they do here?" One was a a, a headshot of a white haired guy, a white shirt guy, and he was talking about how the lighting breaks apart. Mm. Where had he gone with? If they didn't flag it here, everything would blend together because there's some flagging so here. Yeah. So if you want to have an understanding of photography lighting, Don Giannotti, it's amazing how his eye over the years of doing this for himself, he's able to tell you this photo here has one large splash light going this way, cool. one fill light going in from here. And I couldn't see it until he tells you, look at how the, the lighting on the cheek breaks up. And you could tell that that's too harsh to be a softbox. Mm, it's cool, it's, cool. It's amazing. Uh, we gotta Either check way, it out. Back to our point. Create no, your... I was gonna can I bounce off of oh, that? Please. And I just saw Joel Grimes uh do the same thing where he saw a picture of like natural lighting and windows, and what did he do? He took two humongous seven foot umbrellas and put them right next to each other. Mm-hmm on the side of a model, like on her side. And I'm like, this is not going to work. <laughs> I yeah, doubted Joel Grimes. Yeah. Anyway, I'm like, this is not going to work. Uh, she's going to be completely half lit. Those humongous lights were so soft as a humongous 14 foot window that the light was like, oh. I'm going to have to find this video now. And then I'm like, I got to try that. And tomorrow I have a shoot. I'm going to try the two huge umbrellas. Of course, I'll fail. Right. <laughs> Joel Grimes will call you. He's like, that's not how I did it. You're doing it wrong, you idiot. (laughs) But uh, I like that. I like that they, you know, this whole like previs, previs is something to work on. I, you know, what are these lights going to do? What are they going to do? I was going to say a benefit of headshot photography, I was going to say, is if you're doing wedding photography or event photography, the the stages, there's a lot of stages, pre-wedding, wedding engagement session album session the people you keep seeing your relationship is like a year or two before the job is done there's something magical about someone comes into your doctor's office (laughs) there's a visit they get their product and they leave and then you can keep hashing meeting new people i just find the positive that's a cool positive is you meet someone who doesn't even think about that that that, that this will be a one transaction one transaction it's not we have to meet beforehand. It's not we have to take shots Calls before back the shots. And forth. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, I need some headshots. Come in on Tuesday. I'll see come you. Come in Tuesday, right? And, and then uh, you, uh, you're you shooting tethered. The people see what, you know, you shoot tethered behind you. They, they You give them, like, immediate feedback. Good point. If you are doing headshots for your friends, for a business, you need, you need to, to let them. You need to let them look at the photos and pick which ones they want you to work on. A lot of people are afraid to show their unedited. No, you have to. Do, you have to sit with them. Yeah, he scared me. He's like, no, no. He's like you're no, wrong. I'm agreeing no. with no, you. No. I'm agreeing. He's, he's like, no, that you have to let the people see your work. You have to explain to them that you're going to touch up a few things, and two, you have to give them the power to pick their own photo because if you give them a photo. And not a choice. Yeah, they're not going to be happy with the photo for you sure. pick for them. So it's very important. No matter what level That's of great headshots I've ever done, if if it's not a headshot, I'm not a photographer that will show you the back of my screen, yeah. unless I unless I took a one picture that was so amazing that I had to show the model at that moment. I know that with my Nikon D850, I had so many megapixels oh, yeah, that yeah. I never wanted my models to look at the picture oh, because yeah, they would hate themselves. Yeah, but. I've always found with headshots, you need to show the customer 
the output so they can pick the one they want you to work on. Yeah, and, and I would go ahead. And don't spend your your week editing 17 headshot photos when they've already picked the one they want. Yeah, exactly. That's a great point. I, w I would say one way to work it is to shoot tethered. Not that they can see. You don't want to take photos and that they're seeing them live. Have it off to the side. Work with the person and then pause. Come off to the side. And then I would say go through the tethered Lightroom together and talk to them like, hey, you look great here. You see what you did with your eyes here? Great. I love this smile. Let's get back in the chair. Round two. How I, how, I, how I work that, because that's exactly how I work it, is um, I didn't do it this time because I, I was, you know, I didn't know what Omar was bringing. I didn't want to overkill everything. So I brought just limited stuff. But what I like to do is SD card reader, iPad Pro. Mm, like a little tethered kind of, yeah. And then on my, again, because I have dual memory cards. Oh, you take out the small. I take out yeah. the small, put it in, let them see what they're doing. If they like it, they don't like it. When we go back to the camera, take the SD card, put it back in the camera, and continue shooting. That's great. That way it minimizes the downtime. Good. And I, I did see that you can shoot, quote, shoot tethered using some of this to check with your camera, but you can use like the little Wi-Fi if you're hooked up, and they, mm -hmm. they will live be on there. Uh, so that's a great point. Once your lighting is set and your look is set, you need to get good at being like getting something out of the people so they feel comfortable in the chair. It's horrible getting your picture taken. Right. Horrible. Because what Omar's saying is you have the, the lighting perfect. Everything's amazing. The and person, this is the look that you get. Yeah. Like the uh, deer like, in the headlights or they look stiff or they look scared. Yeah, like they get about and, to get punched in the face. And that, believe it or not, is a whole other beast and is harder to, to get people to like look loose and look comfortable and look confident and approachable. And I think working on that side of it is where you have to ask friends their friends work for free just be in front of a bunch of people because and, yeah exactly what you're saying is if you're one-on-one -on -one in a room with one person you know nothing about that person you're gonna have to dig deep into your well of how to bring stuff out of people and the only way to develop that nature that skill naturally is by practicing like omar said with free for, shoot for friends for free have a lot of people in the room at once you can engage different personalities yeah you could have the boss who's type a who's not going to want to play with you totally. but you still got to draw something out of him or you could have susan from who's the mail room giggle lady who, like the minute she walks into the room it's like <laughs> and you have to actually tone her down tone her down because everything's like <laughs> like like susan no we don't need all those no, teeth. listen come on <laughs> And your gums <laughs> and your nose. Yeah, yeah. So I, I totally agree with that, that, man, seeing all kinds of different types of people will make you a better photographer. And if you're fumbling with your gear and camera and lights, forget it. People people read that this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Exactly. They exactly. don't know what he's doing. Because, you know, you walk in. This is terrible. He doesn't room, know what he's doing. On the yeah. room. Walk in on the room. Take the shot. Make the shot magical. Let them pick the shot kicking the heck out <laughs> you're, you're done wrap that up son i'm gonna say two words caesar milan <laughs> what if you did that to your <laughs> we touch <laughs> if you control no actually uh, all joking aside caesar milan said that when he's trained if you don't know who caesar milan is uh he he's the dog whisperer he had a show where he would uh sort of be a great dog trainer because he understood how dogs view us mm -hmm. and the psychology of dogs and he basically said that uh he two words uh not caesar milan calm assertive that dogs respect and listen to any owner that's calm assertive they're not aggressive 
And he, um, his analogy was like, Oprah Winfrey is calm assertive. She walks out and you know she's super friendly, super wonderful, but you're not going to mess with her. Mm-mm. And she owns her space. So you as a photographer, you come in, you're super cheerful, you're wonderful, you're calm, but you uh, can get something out of that person. Even though they're a CEO, they're listening to you. Exactly, and that's that's exactly it. If you walk in like, um, uh, and what well, I'm going to, what you I want soon, you to do, yeah. uh, you know what? Sit here. No, if you no, do, if you uh, walk in like maybe that, maybe turn this way. No. Matter of fact, if his name is like Mr. Josh Johnson, you're gonna say, "Hey, Josh." <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't. No, no, I'm kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> hey, Joshy boy. Hey, is that your real name? <laughs> Get out of here with that. <laughs> oh my God. Your mother didn't like you. <laughs> you know and. And you have, I think uh, you have to find your own, you may be an introvert, you have to find your own way. You, I, I was in uh, watching a Peter Hurley talk, and he even has an app with this thing called uh, Hurleyisms. Mm. They're like wacky things that you tell the person to get them to get reactions. Like um, things like uh, pretend you're whatever, the prince of uh, Dubai. Like he just says these random things to get people either to like react or so he has an app that and I found that like I couldn't use that app. No, I got because you're, you're so anti robotic, you know, I don't know. I get reactions out of people using my own way, like either talking with them or just being like, I think the app would make you feel like you're just being a robot or something. It, yeah. it automatically confines you. It might give you some ideas, but I don't know what I, I think for for people who are introverted, people who are not socially uh, butterfly-ish, then this would be a good idea. Something like an app or pre-planned ideas that you write down and keep yeah, in your head. Yeah, good idea. Maybe put them down somewhere. But I think if it's not coming off naturally, people are going to notice that. So I think another thing, maybe you have to stop and think, I'm so introverted, introverted is photography really for me? Or this kind of headshot. Maybe yeah. like a different kind of headshot photography. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like far away stuff. <laughs> Don't touch me. Got my 400 millimeter lens. You, I need you across the street, sir. <laughs> You're going to sit over there? I'll be sitting flag signals. <laughs> I don't like people. Oh, wait. Gun show time. Yeah. All right. Let's get out of here. That's enough for headshot photography. Good luck with your headshot photography out there. Give us your tips below. And if you're starting a business, I need headshots. (laughs) All right, brother. Love you, man. Be good. See ya.